Hi, I'm Kelly Shan and this is my podcast, Life Journey. I hope you find some inspiration and happiness for your own life in the words and experience from my guests. I would like to sincerely thank the Isaac Regional Council, along with the Regional Arts Development Fund, for their support in bringing you this interview. The Regional Arts Development Fund is a partnership between the Queensland Government and Isaac Regional Council to support local arts and culture in regional Queensland. From humble beginnings, Blair and Josie Angus are trailblazing a new era for business in the bush. With seven individual beef brands to their credit, they market their beef to more than 30 different countries and are about to open a $33 million abattoir on one of their home places. I caught up with Josie, who shared with me her passion for business, along with some childhood memories and how she copes with her demanding life. Jose, thank you so much, my beautiful neighbour, <laughs> who astonishes me every day. Oh, <laughs> hearing. Um, to me, like you're just so forward thinking and such a visionary, and you're so resilient. But I've honest, and we're going to talk about the abattoir and that project, but and business acumen and all of that. But I want to talk about your resilience first, um, because I think that is the crux of what how you've lived your whole life. And I think that comes from your childhood. And I remember you telling me once about um, you wanted a, you asked your mum and dad if you kids could have a tennis court and they said, sure thing. So can you tell me about the tennis court? Because I think this is kind of where it all begins. (laughs) Well, thanks, Kel, um, uh, for including me in your amazing, um, you know, um, video series. And, and, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, from one resilient woman to another. Um, (laughs) um, No, so much of of me, I think, comes from um, a childhood that was really rich. I think... um, you know, the tennis court story. I was very fortunate to have a mother who could do anything and was extraordinarily brave in what she took on. And so she developed this husband who had zero concept that girls were any different <laughs> or that um, or that there was anything a girl couldn't do. And so my dad was very short on instruction or tuition um, and very high on expectation and outcomes. So, um, so uh, yeah, my, so mum and dad, they rarely went on holiday. So I honestly can't remember where they were, but uh, they, they left um, my sister and I and um, an auxiliary friend of ours and um, said, yep, there you go. There's the theodolite um, and, uh, and build the tennis court. <laughs> and uh, we'd spent quite some time, I guess, um, you know, bringing in Amphed and rolling it. But the fence was, I guess, a bit next level. And um, so we all stared um, blankly at the theodolite, wondering how we were meant to use this to establish a level. But um, I'm not sure, you know, it was the days before Google. I think that was, um, I wish Google existed <laughs> in my been, childhood. It, it would have been, been a long better. time before Google does. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I think, um, so yeah, we, we constructed a tennis court fence um, and as three girls, um, stood back from our handiwork and were so proud of ourselves. We really, you know, were smug. And then dad came home and, you know, squinted with one eye and looked down that line of posts and 
shook his head and there's, you know, one post that's a quarter of a post out and uh, <laughs> I think he referred to what he should do with the shovel, um, you know, with <laughs> us um, and, um, and, and kind of shook his head and walked away. But um, that was my... Um, my dad, um, you know, he was he was a man short on praise as well. But um, I think his, um, you know, I, I think later on we very much learnt that um, that I think you didn't require the praise. You only needed to think, hey, he left us to build the tennis court fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you girls went and physically collected all the ant bed too, didn't you? And we did. We did. Um, uh, yeah, from from the start. So um, so yes, the um, I'm, I'm pleased to say that the fence is still standing oh, even to this day. Us. But I think our ant bed, um, you know, I think when when the kids moved away and there was no one left to roll it, I think they, they changed it to concrete. But yeah. um, but it is. Um, no, I think, you know, those stories were throughout our childhood. I can remember, you know, Dad saying to us once, oh, you know, you need to go and change the points on that Land Rover and drove out in the other direction. And Ainsley and I stared at each other. Do you know what a point is? I, I don't know what a point is, but uh, we lifted the hood and we worked it out because we weren't game not to. But, um, but um, yeah, I, I do think that that translates every day um, in, in what we do, whether that was, you know, sending off our first export load and me looking at a set of export documents and going, um, really not sure what to do with this, but having, I guess, the bravery and the, um, and the, um, I'm not sure what the, the, it's probably a more depreciative word to put in there, but, um, but, you know, just giving it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Jace, do you think your dad was aware of what he was doing or do you think he just was oblivious? He just thought this is the way it is and they should know what a point is and they should be able to build a fence. So do you think he had a plan in the back of his mind? It's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think obviously my mum was, was a big part of it. I think, um, yeah, I, I think he just, she was so extraordinarily capable that um, I, I just think, most of the time it actually didn't enter his mind that there was something that you um, couldn't work out how to do or physically weren't capable of doing. But, um, but he, um, yeah, but, but it did, I mean, it, it gave us an amazing childhood. Mm. So it was really your mother's fault. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Joe, I know how... I know how much your family means to you and I know how much your mother meant mm. to you. And um, I know how proud of her you were and you always have said to me over the years about mum could do anything, you know. She taught us, she ran the place, she she worked cattle in the yard, she put out leak and her house was always spotless <laughs> and there was always beautiful food on the table and mm. so, yeah. Yeah, it it um it was a heck of a thing to live up to know that yeah. um she um I feel like she's there a lot of days and I think she always wore a scarf so I think sometimes you know if I'm feeling like I'm a little bit behind you know you put on a scarf and you feel like you're a little bit invincible again and she not only was so hard working and so capable but you know her relationship with her friends and with children she loved children mm. so much yeah I hope it wasn't just the hard work that we took up too it was yeah. really um you know she was generous to other people oh yeah. absolutely mm. and I see that in you too mm. uh, you know you always have 
in amongst your crazy busy life you always have time for people so yeah it's a really <laughs> nice trade mm. yeah mm. um so jace the, the abattoir i have watched you build this business because you're our neighbors but was that always part of the end game do you think or was it just a natural progression of how your business was evolving and evolved and Mm. I think, uh, you know, I do remember my husband telling me one day that, you know, there was two things he didn't ever want to own in the supply chain. That was trucks or an abattoir. Um, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, I think it, it has become an, a natural progression. I think, um, you know, it's, it's been, um, you know, it, it's been a great journey. Um, the beef business, mm. um, it's added and, and whilst, you know, um, our entire family, you you know, probably still our primary passion is to jump on a horse and muster some cows. Yeah. You know, that's always the most favourite thing that we do. Um, I think, you know, building relationships with people overseas and throughout Australia and having people engage with your product, it's been a wonderful thing. And I guess that's been a 22-year journey, the, yeah. the branded beef. And so it did become a natural progression to say, hey, we think that we can actually um, take this further and um, and you know our our end game is very much about how we can um, you know we can take every individual animal and take it to its fullest value and and fullest utilization mm. mm. Joe um, am I right do you export to 30 different countries yeah mm. yeah and you travel so much like you you travel to all those countries and you build those relationships mm. firsthand, don't you? Yeah, and, uh, and COVID's given us a haircut with that, yeah. but, um, but it is, um, uh, that's been the best part of it. You know, I, I think, um, you know, when the kids were very little and we took them over to Seattle in Paris and, um, you know, and to watch, um, you know, to, to watch the kids manning that stand and talking about their product when they were, you know, 12, 13 and, and to have, um, you know, chefs or butchers, you know, talk to them about how much they love their product. And I think too often as, as cattle producers, you know, probably some of the most feedback that we get comes on a sheet and it tells us everything that we did wrong yeah. <laughs> rather than, um, you know, rather than really having people engage with our product. And uh, we've had some great times mm. around the world. Um, and I guess we didn't set out to um, to deal with 30 different countries. We just kind of made some friends and some of them went to other countries. And um, yeah. it's amazing how word of mouth has taken us to, I guess, the majority of those markets now. Mm. 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 Um, Joe, I mean, it's, it, anyone can see how passionate you are and about the industry. And I think whatever industry you were in, you would be the same whether you were in fashion or whatever. I, I do honestly believe it. You know, we're just fortunate that we <laughs> have I'm you well here. out of my depth there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, in a, amongst all you building this amazing business, you also have an incredible Facebook page. And I 
don't ever have to go, if I want to know and keep up to date with things that are happening in the industry, I just go and read your Facebook page and you put such great, well-researched information on there. And I was reading, a, um, I went on last night doing my research, but um, there, and there was a post that I'd missed about vegetation management and you quoted something from Oklahoma State University. And I will go on your Facebook page and I'll get, I'll, I'll just say to Barry, where does she even no, to find this stuff like it's just <laughs> makes my mind boggle and honestly i feel so inept <laughs> but um it's it's a great tool for me as a cattle producer to read all that because i don't have to go searching for it i'm yeah up to date because of you but how do you find time to that's why my house is so messy <laughs> <laughs> No, I do enjoy it and I probably do waste a bit of time on it. Um, I mean, it's such a beautiful industry with so many beautiful people that it's pretty easy to write about it. Mm. And um, and there are so many great stories out there. I think, um, you know, I think so often we get that, um, oh, you know, farmers aren't terribly innovative or, um, you know, but to me, I mean, endlessly, I look over the fence and go, wow, I, w- I wish I could do that. Or, you know, I drive through someone's place and I go, yeah, okay, I've got a bit of work to do. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I think it's, um, I enjoy, um, I, I enjoy writing about that. I enjoy sharing, um, you know, good stories and I, and I enjoy, I guess, in some way trying to stick up yeah. <laughs> for, um, yeah. you know, for an industry that I really love. Yeah. 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 I just imagine how time-consuming it is, though, just finding all that information. And um, so I want to ask you about your over- overload and, and <laughs> how you deal with, um, you know, everything that you have going on and, mm. you know, do you have tools that you... Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about a hammer. Oh, smash That's probably my well. most useful tool. Um, I think, um, I, I mean... I'm, in a primary sense, I have five amazing tools, being a great husband and four great kids um, who, you know, obviously are, you know, a huge part of of everything that we do and we're so fortunate that they're all so involved. Um, And then um, I am... um, Unfortunately for your viewers, I'm <laughs> I'm about the most disorganised person in Australia, <laughs> and I don't have any super tips um, other than um, other than I just um, I guess um, I do um, focus on the emergency and the and the and the priority. I work really well to a deadline, <laughs> particularly when it's a, in a few hours time. Um, and, um, but I love what I do. So I think sometimes that can make you stretch beyond where you, um, you probably could be. I often overpromise and underdeliver, but yeah, I think sometimes, you know, you can't sweat the small stuff. You've actually just got to focus on, okay, what is the big thing that I need to get done today? Otherwise I'm going to get the sack. And, um, and, uh, and I guess I just, uh, take it like that as I go along. And, um, and yeah, there's plenty of days where I, um, you know, when I was teaching the kids, there were so many days where I went to bed at night and said, oh, you know, I should have prioritized them more today. Um, Um, you know, I went to crack a whip for the first time on my horse for the challenge 
next week, <laughs> last night, that didn't go so well either. So, um, you know, <laughs> sometimes things come unglued, but you, um, but you just keep going. Mm. Yeah. Joe, do you wake up like, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and just can't go back to sleep and worry about things? So how do you, Yeah. what do you do then? I definitely do that. Um, you know, um, depends how well I want to get on with my husband the next day, whether I wake him up and share. <laughs> um, but no, I, um, I'm very good at actually doing that just immediately before we're about to go to sleep. You know, that way I start snoring really well and he, um, he's lying there stressing. Um, but no, I think, um, I mean, I do generally sleep pretty well, but I am an early wake up. Um, and, um, and I do love that kind of 4.30 to 6.30 time in the morning. It's when I do my best thinking and, um, and I, I, I do love that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely days where I, um, you know, I, I can get stressed, but I think the big thing is, um, a share. So, um, yep. Give your stress to your husband and that helps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Jose, we were talking before and I wanted to make sure it was okay for me to ask you this. Because, but um, you have just a really great sense of being able to laugh at yourself and you're really honest with <laughs> mistakes that you've made. And um, I just really want to ask you the story about the car because I often think of that and when I'm feeling really silly and forgotten something, I just think back to you and I use you as a <laughs> My name is Ray Silia. No. So please share the story about the car yeah. because it's so funny. And it just goes to show that you're not perfect. No. <laughs> long way from it um i was down in brisbane um had hired a car i can't even remember what for um and uh, and i'd been down there for a couple of days of meetings um and then i was on a really early flight back to home so um you know raced out of the motel jumped in a cab went to the airport um yeah it was two three days later i was home here I think probably on a horse mastering and the rental car company rang to say, um, are you returning that vehicle at all? And I said, um, well, you might have to just duck around to the Stamford, I believe it's in the car park. So, um, yeah, I've forgotten cars. I've forgotten kids. Um, I've, um, I think mini school, I was somewhat infamous for leaving my children in random places and having forgotten them. Um, but, um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love that you don't try to hide those those <laughs> mistakes and that forgetfulness. And I think that comes just from having so much on your plate. Mm. But um, anyway, you're a real achiever, Jason. I'm proud to call you my friend and my neighbour. And um, it's going to be an amazing um, business once you've, you're up and running. I know one other thing I wanted to ask you, which I thought was really important, was you were telling me the other day about and I'm sure this happens to you all the time, a man came up to you and said, oh, this is never going to work and you're going to go broke. And so how do you deal with those, how do you yeah, deal with those people that are saying that to you and, and put it in the back of your mind, just keep going on and don't 
mm. take on board what they yeah um i think you know this obviously has this project's been a long journey and yeah. um and i think um there's there's been any number of people who've doubted it um from time to time including myself from time to time um and um and i think um you know, I, I think we do remain reasonably, I guess, um, self-focused is not the right word, but I think we, um, you know, we are, we, I, I guess we can put the blinkers on sometimes and just go, actually, we're just going to, you know, go down this route. Um, and, and yeah, I think equally, um, as, the number of people that have said, you know, you're definitely going to go broke. Um, that, you know, there has been the people who, you know, who say, well, um, you know, good on you. I can't believe you're doing yeah. this and, and it's great. Somebody needs to do this kind of thing. So I think, um, you know, you just kind of balance with those positives mm-hmm. and, and, and keep moving on. And, and, um, yeah. And, and I think, I mean, even, you know, some of the naysayers, I think, you know, I think of, um, of our team in the office in Brisbane, um, you know, selling beef and our niece who does such an amazing job. I'm pretty sure there's, you know, a number of times in the last six years where she's gone, oh, I wish Josie had, you know, focus a bit more on signature beef for a while. You know, this abattoir is definitely not going to happen, <laughs> um, you know, to see us come that full journey. And then, you know, to be a part of it and to, and, and to see, um, that great building going up on the flat and everything getting so close. Um, you know, I think it, it answers itself in the end. Yeah. 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 And I think, uh, you know, I've often thought of it myself, like the advantage that you have is that you've created your own market. So it's sort of mm. self propelling. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and to be embarking on this without markets, you know, then would, would be a very different scenario. But, um, you know, in that group of excited people are a lot of customers and, um, and, and they are, you know, terribly excited about receiving a product, um, you know, that I guess is a bit next level and, um, and, and having been on the journey and, and even, you know, for some customers who've been with us for an extraordinary amount of time, um, you know, for them to feel a little part of it too. And, you know, their investment in us has made this happen as well. So, yeah. Hmm. And I guess all that comes back to you've done your homework and you've laid the groundwork. And I guess that's whatever business people are embarking on, Mm. that's probably the, you know, you have to go back to basics, don't you? And you have to, you know, do your homework and lay that groundwork, which is what you've done so well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, relationship is everything, you know, in business and, and um, my husband's way better at it than me. Um, you know, I, I can tend to bury myself in being a back office person in um, scrambling in spreadsheets and things like that. But, um, but being able to, you know, um, build really strong, loyal relationships with people, um, you know, has been, I think, the... Um, the biggest thing that's that's helped us yeah. um, to get to this point. Yeah. 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 Very good. Thanks, Joes. Thank no you worries. very Thank much you. for taking time out in your busy, busy day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kel. Lovely. Thank too. you. Thanks for listening to my interview. If you'd like to hear more from Life Journey, subscribe to our podcast and we'll let you know when we have new interviews coming up.